0: seasons greetings more like seasons compliments because compliments are guaranteed after making the leap to skincare with Caldera Lab and i'm talking about how you look today and 20 years from now the results are incredible in little time min skincare and caldera lab are the perfect pair for you to look and feel your best super easy to add to your morning and nightly routine clear skin less wrinkles and signs of aging enough said Calera Lab Skincare. Join the 100,000 men who trust Calera Lab to show your best first impression this autumn. Get 20% off with the promo code SEVEREMMA MMA over at CaleraLab.com. I've been using Calera Lab now for a good while, and you know me and Graham are staying up late. We're watching flights, and we need it at night, and we need it in the morning, and it really does help out. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen is exactly what you need to start that all off. It leads to their product line. It's a a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Caldera Lab knows the skincare world is heavily female-driven, and it's been the wild west for men for a long time. That's why they're here, just to make everything simple. So the regimen includes three products, the Clean Slate, base layer, and the Good. Very easy. Clean set, start your day. It's a face wash, leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And in the good is your go-to, before you go, too bad. It's a multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop of the serum is packed by tr- packed with three point four million antioxidant units, protecting your skin. And the Claire Lab Icon Serum as well. That's absolutely brilliant. It addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness, which I know every MMA fan needs. Calera Lab is a leader in men's skincare, made only with the top tier ingredients. Clinical trials uh, have found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger appearance after using Calera Lab for a few weeks proven one minute morning and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles fine lines and sides of aging so this is a deal just for our audience exclusive deal you're not beating this offer use the promo code severe mma at CalderaLab.com. And get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with the promo code SEVEREMMA at to make unforgettable first impressions with the best gift this holiday season. 20% off at CalderaLab.com with the code SEVEREMMA. If you would like to support the podcast and get some extra content while you're there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Severe podcast and sign up from the rewatch to the q a we will have loads of content every week so sign up patreon.com forward slash severe mma podcast and now here's the podcast graham mcdonald is an idiot
1: sean sheehan of severe mma.com he even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god it's severe, MMA. Severe, MMA. severe MMA, severe MMA, severe MMA, severe MMA, severe MMA, severe MMA. The severe MMA podcast is finally here.
0: Welcome to the severe MMA podcast. Here's your host, Sean Sheehan. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode four four three of the severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan here, the pod god, shiny podcasts, your favorite. Limerick podcaster can't bail it. I'm joined today as always, you're
1: your favourite and least favourite Limerick presenter.
0: Well, I don't know. What about um, what about the Rubber Bandits? What about them? They're they're big podcasters, aren't they? They're from Limerick, so Do you know. Ah,
1: fair or enough. S- fair s- enough. So s- s- you're probably you're probably just the least favourite then.
0: Probably. <laughs> 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 Indeed, joined today by the. Uh, Jeff Bezos of Irish Media, Graham McDonald. As we talk about, you know, a pretty big week in the world of uh, of mixed martial arts. And John Hawk Graham, we're gonna get straight into him. We're gonna talk about Bellator from the start because um Look, it feels... Do you know what it feels? It feels a little bit like this is in the hashtag MMA Retirements here a little bit. It feels like everyone said goodbye to Bellator on uh, on Friday night, and it feels like they're coming back already, like Chris Cyberg was talking about finally a McCourt in Belfast, Car- which has been talked about for a long, long time now, but, you know, I suppose we'll see on that. Like the, the thing about that happening is, like, Showtime... They they said last night that it was their swung song on Showtime. Like, Showtime and Viacom, or whatever the name of the the thing is now, own Bellator. So... Why would they even bother running an event if they're not going to be putting it on TV? And all? I I don't know. I think it'll probably have to be sold before that happens or, you know, continue to run the way it is until that happens or find a new TV deal or something until that happens. But look, we can talk about that down, down the line because there's no point, I suppose, speculating on that. We can do that, but we'll only, you know, what's, what's the point really? I, I just want to talk briefly about Bellator as a whole and then we'll talk about the card because, like, I think... Like, Bellator, I put out a tweet the other night, and I, I think I summed it up well in, like, the first sentence and the, <laughs> the second sentence, and that, like, Bellator have done a lot of bad things down through the years, but I'll definitely miss him. Like... I mean, the, the ease of watching Bellator. And someone actually tweeted me saying, look, I, I found it so it's, hard it's, to watch it's, Bellator. It's bad, things,
1: it's bad things, but in, it's bad things in terms of shooting themselves in the foot more than, yes. you know, yes. more than like doing bad things to other people. You know what I mean?
0: A hundred percent. It is. It's like, if, they, exactly as I was saying, like a lad was uh, tweeted me and he goes like, I gave up on Bellator because I literally struggled to find it every time I wanted to watch a fight, which is like not saying that Bellator are bad, not saying that the fights are bad, not saying that the fighters are bad, it's just like this decision they made or the inability of them to get a TV deal has just made people fucking sick of them or like the lack of promotion, people talking about like I didn't even know the cards were coming up and all, made people kind of like well what the fuck's going on here, they don't even want us to watch their fights, why should we watch the fights which was a very 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 Reasonable thing for people following the sport to say. And look, we in Ireland here probably had the worst of it over the years because it was, it was ridiculous. They were selling the rights to channels that are literally about... 500 people in the whole country can see and things, so it was was awful, but at the same time, they gave a real alternative to the UFC for fighters, they paid a good bit of money for a good few years, they put on good fights, they actually built up young fighters really, really, really well over the years, and they did it, like, especially from the coker era, with... A, a degree of class that we don't really see in MMA You know, we don't see it in the UFC Now we see it in other places. We see, it in, we see it in Cage Warriors And, you know, I'm um, one championship And I'm sure other places as well But they, you know, Scott Coker A very respectful guy, you know and, and all of that And look, the team out there With Danny and CJ and all They're just, you know They've treated us well down through the years And they've been really helpful for us And, they, you know, you send them an email And for the most part, like They, they won't ignore you And like they'll, you know <laughs> It's been a really good relationship I think we've had with them and it's been really good for Irish MMA as well. And I, w- I want to talk about this, Graham, for a second because when they came, there was a lot of negativity towards it in Irish MMA. And I remember saying that at the time, it's like, we won't know how this will work out for a good few years. Right, and it's been a good few years now. And I think if you look back on the Bellator excursion into Irish MMA, you could say it's been nothing but very, very good for Irish MMA. It's given... Say someone like Brian Moore, someone like Peter Queeley, you know, even Danny McCormick on the way up, and other people, like a really good platform. It's given them loads of fights. It's putting them, them in the tree arena with their home fans, um... Roaring and shouting, it's given it's given Irish MMA. Given them a livelihood, which has. is the most important thing. Yes, yeah. it has. It's given, and that that is exactly it. Like it is, it, it has given these people a real place to shine. Like, cause we see what the UFC now, and like I've talked to a lot of fighters over the last couple of years who are on the verge of the UFC, and it's like. It's, it's it's becoming tougher and tougher and tougher. And every you know every fight and every six months and every year and every 18 months that you don't get signed for the UFC is another year where you're not making enough money to fucking survive for the rest of your life. And Bellator have given that to a lot of people and I think we need, should, should appreciate him for that. But the other side of it is as well, for people listening to this, there's obviously a lot of Irish people listening to this, for Irish MMA fans or for Irish combat sports fans, they gave us... Two wins a year for how many years, like, uh, we'll take out the pandemic years in the middle of it, but like, what, six or seven years or something like that? Absolutely fantastic. There was no USC coming. There's no boxing or anything here for for a long time until the Katie Taylor one recently. They were giving us top-level mixed martial arts. They bought UL Romero here. They bought Amasov here. They bought MVP here. They gave Peter Queely a title shot here. They put James Gallagher and others on top of the card here in Ireland in front of a packed-out 9,000 people in the tree arena, for the most part, apart from, apart from the last one nearly, but maybe, maybe if they'd come again, maybe that won't be the case. So... I think it's been an unmitigated success what they have done. You know, did they take a few Irish fighters away from the UFC, po- you know, possibly, but did they also give a platform to a load of Irish fighters that probably would have never got to the UFC because it would have been too hard to get to the UFC the way it is right now, the way that, that people are being treated. I, I, I probably think so as well. Well, what's your thoughts on it? Because like, I feel very strongly that it has been a massive net positive for Irish MMA especially, but for MMA in general as well, even though I, I think they are they kind of have been ne- negatively looked on for a good yeah. long time now.
1: Well, people will probably look at us and say, "Oh, well, you nitpicked everything they did, and you know, criticized the the matchmaking and the the this and the distribution and the that and all this." And we and we did, because we want to like we want it to be, you know, simple things that, as you said, that make it accessible to fans and don't make fans just give up on your product and say, "Oh, I'll just catch the." the finishes in the morning on Twitter or on whatever because they don't want to go to the hassle of trying to locate and use a VPN and all this all this stuff or you know matchmaking with brian moore or you know uh oh, this card is missing this or that we're saying that because you know we obviously want the best card that we we can get we want you know people to be able to watch the the cards in ireland and the uk and you know uh we want to be able to watch them ourselves and things like that but as you said you know if you go back to our episodes of bellator it's probably we probably criticize them you know more than we praise them but as you said, at the end of the day, all together, it's it's yeah, it definitely is a huge, hugely outwe- the positives hugely outweigh the negatives in what Bellator have done, and you know even you know PFL and um, uh things like that. The three the three arena being booked for for the PFL at the end at the end of this year will, probably wouldn't be happening if Bellator and you know even BAM before that, which kind of came in to. To Bellator, BAMator for a while, and then Bellator, and you know, you mentioned CJ and um, Danny Brenner there, and also mentioned like Jude Samuel and Dave Green and people like that who are, you know, been working behind the scenes. Always, uh, great guys to get, get a, to get on with. Always, always, uh, you know, very friendly to us and welcoming and things like that as well. And yeah, you basically just r- would repeat all the stuff that that you kind of said, and maybe people will, um, you know, when you have something kind of regularly and you know uh you get kind of used to it and you you take it for granted and um if it is you know maybe we're maybe we're saying all this as is saying maybe they will be back you know you never know what's going to happen in mma will pfl buy them we still don't know 100 percent for sure if they do are they going to run bellator separately we still don't know there's like all this talk going on but until until somebody you know until the deal's done and somebody says we don't know but If this is the end for Bellator, I think it is, you know, a a sad day for MMA. I've been watching Bellator since the very beginning, you know, uh, uh, you know, back when Joe Warren and the boys were the champions and things like that. And, you know, uh, watching it develop from just a tournament thing into a, you know, a a really good second promotion in MMA and uh, some, you know, really good fighters have come through there, you know. uh, There's obviously like uh, Mike Chandler and, Eddie Alvarez, them epic fights that they had. You know, there's other fights in there. There's that. Uh, I even remember that inverted triangle that was like a. Was that Toby Amata Mata or?
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, Lee McGarry yeah. got one as well, didn't he? And,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. There was like you know there was it was um there's some I'm forgetting really good moments. There's loads of great moments over the years, over the years, and great fighters who came through there and fighters who made you know better money than they would have made anywhere and and had a had a better career and have maybe more more uh, stability after their career because of that and yeah you know you could say oh maybe this guy if he hadn't gone he hadn't gone to bellator he would end up in the ufc or bellator guys that were signed you know dana white kind of you know what did he say about lyman good he said oh he's he's some some ex-bellator guy you know even though he was a bellator champion and all so you kind of maybe disrespected in the ufc now but you know for example if an aj mckee or a Apache Mix or you know uh, uh, any of these guys want, um, Pitbull, if they wanted to like run down their contract and go to the UC now if Bellator is to go away I would say the opportunity is there so it's you know it's it's definitely um it's definitely you know we've talked about it over the years what route is the best route to go but uh, having multiple options is yes. great for these fighters I mean, it makes the UC have to pay more for them if they if they have drawing power and it, it just it's, overall, it's just it's really good. And obviously, uh, PFL is still around and 1FC and other ones again. But, you know, the more the more big promotions in MMA, the better. I,
0: I think, as, and that's 100% true, but I think as well, a lot of the big Bellator problems were problems that were years and years ago say like the likes of you know high scressy and kimbo and uh, dim dim fights that were going on with Ken Chamrock and stuff back in the day but th- those Got all yeah those all gradually faded away and if you think about like okay you know anyone will say oh yeah GG complained a lot about them but what were we complaining about really like the placement of irish fighters and being able to watch it in Ireland. Those really are two main complaints about Bellator. Those are very Irish-specific, and I think I've realised it a lot since I've been doing, obviously, the dedicated previews over in Shardog over the last few years. That, like, When you look at the fights alone, and like you don't have maybe the Irish hat on, which we should have this podcast. is an Irish MMA podcast, and we won't apologise for that in any way, shape, or form at all. But when you take that kind of hat off and you just look at, okay, well, every card, I, I remember always saying that, every card Bellator has, has like this... 4-0 7-0 9-0 Prospect coming up Who was An ex-wrestler Or the next guy from ATT Or AK Or wherever it might be And then they have Like a very good prospect uh, Who is Almost at the title spot And then they have Either a title sh- uh, Fight at the very top Or they have a, Another very good f- Fight at the, uh, at the very top So the cards are always Made well And I remember saying At the end of last year like, Bellator put on a shitload of good fights last year and the vast majority of them just did not deliver. Now, that's not Bellator's fault. And I think last year was a real problem for Bellator that those fights just did not deliver and the fans didn't come win them. And here's the other big problem for Bellator and this was their major problem and this why this is why we're talking about Bellator 301 as the last card because they put him on Showtime. And when you put them on Showtime, it's behind the paywall. You can't sell ads in the same way. If, there, if it was on like ABC or NBC or, uh, and, and I think their networks, but even one of like the cable channels like ESPN or FX or whatever, there, you can't sell the same amount of ads. You can't bring in the same amount of money. And when you're, the ownership is looking at it and go, oh, this crowd's not bringing in any money, ignoring the fact that they're in the place which really uh, hurts them bringing in money and they don't have a pay per view model, then what are they going to do? Of course, they're going to get rid of it. Like, I f- still feel like, I, I think if the UFC, say, bought out Bellator tomorrow, got a TV deal for it, they could make that a money-making thing within six months. Like, genuinely. I I honestly believe that. And maybe that wouldn't be for the best necessarily, but maybe if P- PFL do it and are able to get a TV deal they could do it as well but PFL have struggled to get their own TV deal never mind getting one for Bellator as well so that is a struggle uh, these as well especially you know with you know new apps coming out here for every TV station and uh, the lack of money to spend and things like this we see you know the likes of UFC the likes of WWE you know um, NBA NFL and all of them getting pretty good deals but then you know even for say, say the likes of WWE down maybe so AEW and maybe others I, I'm sure you could see it maybe for NASCAR and stuff like that. They're struggling again because they're paying so much for the NFL and all of them because live TV is what you want. But if you don't have the biggest of the big live TV, it's actually is it is it you know, is it worthwhile spinning it on other live TV, are people actually gonna tune into it? It's a tough one. It's a tough decision to make. Now some people might say yes and they might do it and they might pay you a lot of money to put your product on their television. And if that's the case, like it was for the zone a while back for Bellator then they could be resurrected tomorrow They really, really, really could But that TV deal is massive for Bellator In America especially You know, the UK, Ireland, Europe and all that That will become secondary to that But I think that's really the key here The key to their downfall But also the key to their resurrection And I suppose we can uh, we can watch this space after that um, We can Look, we'll, we'll talk more I suppose And we will have to talk more about Bellator over the next few weeks So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll look at the card here first Like, you know, on paper this looked like one of the best Bellator cards of all time And in practice, maybe it wasn't the best card of all time But the the results, some of the performances were up there with the best uh, in Bellator history Especially the top two Uh, The way Jason Jackson performed in that fight The way Apache Mix performed in that fight I picked against both of them And I was sorely mistaken on both counts Fantastic performances Let's talk about Jason Jackson first, Graham Because... This, this is
1: a guy yeah, who, wow, wow, like, you know, yeah. really, yeah. you know, we, we've actually talked about him and especially you over the years about him being massively underrated and all that. And he, he's well-rounded. He can do it all and all. But, you know, after seeing Amosov, you know, go through people so easy and seeing him in person and seeing how cool and composed and kind of fluid he was, and I just expected him to go in and kind of. Maybe, maybe not to the extent, but uh, that Jackson did it. But do what Jackson did, and uh, if that wasn't working, be able to fall back on his wrestling. And it just, it just went to complete opposite way. Jason Jackson just looked like he had, he did have way better grappling, way better wrestling. Um, he was able to stuff the takedowns easily. He was, he, he on the feet. He was dynamic. He was, yeah. He, uh, Amosov was was reacting to feints. To Amosov looked completely uncomfortable even even in about a minute and a half or two minutes into the round i, I was i was thinking he, he really hasn't gotten to his groove here and i think that was just because jason jackson was was so much better than he probably expected and that everybody expected and maybe even jason jackson expected jason jackson said straight after the fight i think uh, on a hot mic he said i, I thought that was going to be my last fight and obviously, the fact that he won, he's saying, "Oh, I thought it was going to be so. It's not going to be anymore." So he was—he it sounded like he was even expecting maybe to, to not go in there and win. But just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal performance, you know. Uh, as you as you've been saying for years, he he's got the skills, but this was really, it really clicked. It really rose to the, the occasion, and you know, uh, absolutely, I, I was absolutely blown away by by the style in which he in which he did it. Over such a tough guy, he made Amosov look mm. so ordinary.
0: We both said it last week that we thought Amasov was just better than him in every area. And on Friday night he was better than Amasov in every area. <laughs> that that's that's just the fact in the matter. He stopped every takedown. He was better in any uh any part of the grappling that was showed. He had a better jab, he had a better technical striking game, he had a better tactical striking game, yeah. and he had more better
1: power. timing, more composure, more, yeah, just everything.
0: everything. Absolutely everything. And this is a guy, as you said, like, I've championed this guy for a long, long time. I just always loved his style. I always believed in his game, and I picked Amasov to beat him at minus 400 last week. That's how much I thought Amasov would win this fight against a guy I really, really, really like. And that is important, right? I mean, Sometimes right. And it was the same with this Francis Singano Tyson Fury thing a while back, you know, where people said, Oh, I knew Tyson could do it and all of that. You, you like you didn't really and that's why it was so amazing. Because the, Francis could do it, you mean. Francis, yeah. yeah, sorry. The 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 miraculousness, the, the quality of the performance is really and truthfully told by how much of a gap that they're should have been almost between the two of them. That there looked like there was between the two of them. In this case, looked like there was. In the Francis one, there obviously was, <laughs> and and like, I, I broke think, it down. I think,
1: Like you know, it's not just you know there could be a shock where like Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm, where the big massive betting favorite and long term champion gets destroyed. But afterwards, you say, oh well, it, it Made makes sense. complete sense. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, you know what I mean. But this is these, this is different.
0: A hundred percent different because this is a guy like Amosov, We sat there and we watched him. And he just looked phenomenal in every area. Now, look to be fair, Amasov did look a bit off on uh, on Friday night, but he was off because of the way Jason Jackson started. Uh, uh, like a lot of people can start off and they can come on. You know, they can turn themselves on. We all. How many times have Liverpool gone one nil down or Man City gone one nil down and they end up winning? Like you know, every 5-1. game of season for <laughs> <Yeah>. Liverpool, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but they end up winning, you know, three one or something like that. But. He went 2-0 down, 3-0 down, 4-0 down, 5-0 down, <laughs> you know? That's what happened in this fight. Jason Jackson. He's like,
1: this, this guy can't keep this up, and then he just could. He just got did. even more confident.
0: He yeah. just did. He kept it up for the whole fight, hurt him multiple times. But even before that, it wasn't like he caught him with a shot and hurt him. It, it, it wasn't like he just did something small to like, oh, here's a tactical issue that Amosov couldn't deal with. He couldn't deal with anything. Like, he literally couldn't deal with Anand and Jackson doing him, and it was brilliant. Like, he, it, it almost, it was almost like he, you know, some people get, like, physically broken. Like, let, let's say there was one of the fights in the UFC tonight, the Hebas fight. She broke her in the third round. It was almost like Amasov's game plan was almost immediately broken by the way Jackson fought. He was it was it was really a phenomenal fight and just stopped him with the jab, stopped him with any level of control he had in his striking, stopped every single takedown. And Amosov was just kind of standing there in front of him like, what am I gonna do here? There's nothing I can do. And Jackson took it over and geez, what a great win. And Graham, Jamaica in the welterweight division, they have the champion in the UFC and they have the champion in Bellator now. What a fucking time for Jamaican MMA. Jesus almighty it's uh, unbelievable unbelievable yeah. what to win here
1: yeah absolutely phenomenal like really like you know uh, it might be glossed over or maybe people you know <sighs> maybe it won't be because of Amosov's record being you know 27 and 0 going into this fight and you know people saying it or you know talking about how he matches up with the, the best welterweights in, in the UC division so maybe maybe this Jason Jackson win will be appreciated but there's so many cards and so many fights now that like something like this you know you've got to kind of give it an extra special mention about a guy you know really rising to the occasion and just being like even in the the ground and pound at the end he was so precise and composed uh while he had almost hurt and you know we've seen we've seen guys in that situation where maybe they're underdog and they're about to beat a big guy and they kind of go a bit overboard with their with their shots and gonna kind of give the give the kind of wild wild flurry and maybe not really land or when they do land it's it's not precise it's not it's not hard but he just he just stayed so it's like he'd been you know he, he looked like he was a champion for years and he'd been he'd been in this moment and you know sometimes we talk about all the pressure of you know your first title shot or you know your last chance at the top or the biggest fight of your life or your first you know huge main event and the spotlight and all that stuff and you know the last Bellator event but he just like yeah he just put on the the best performance of his career and you know one of the one of the like most shocking all around performances and dominations that, that I, I've seen in a long time
0: yeah you, Like it's up there For beat down of the year For the way he did it And like the finish as well Amosov kind of just Fell over at the end You know We yeah. talk about if
1: he, if, he, if, he, if he had just landed That like sequence In like a close fight He would have been like Oh okay You know In a rematch He'd probably look different But in this fight you're just like, He's just like He's just got his number he was, He's just
0: better he just gone Yeah He was just gone It was sh- sh- shades of Kimbo And Dada <laughs> you know, I, would, I would say that too, But yeah it was absolutely phenomenal And do you know It was phenomenal as well Patchy mix. God almighty Like I I I I picked Pettis I said there was something special about him
1: Didn't I I I,
0: I knew there was something special about him as well But I was like I really respect both of these guys An awful lot And I I think Patrick Mixon I said it last week I think he's the most improved fighter in the world Over the last few years But even I underestimated him I think Jesus almighty Like He was so good in every area here He beat beat Sergio Pettis In the striking when it got to the grappling, like like that kick off the cage he did when he was kind of taken, he's back to just roll when him into the center of the cage. It was spectacular. It really fucking was. And he just
1: saw... It was so simple, but so, you know, uh, presence of mind and just, yeah, com- uh, just, just high level. And, you know, even, you know, his only loss, going back to that... Uh, what was it three years ago now you know he probably he said it himself he probably had moments there where he could have or should have won that fight but i think losing that fight we talk about it sometimes that'll stand to a guy and they'll come back and since that fight he's the the, the improvements he's shown for fight to fight like fighting every every six months ish he's just made absolute leaps and bounds and he's going out there and finishing people and even even like the haraguchi fight that he didn't finish he just looked you know, he just looked phenomenal and he he just continues to look phenomenal. And a guy like Sergio Pettis, you know, people might say, oh, you know, as you kind of said, people kind of hint at, oh, well, like, you know, he was in the UFC and, you know, now he's in Bellator. So, you know, something something must have went wrong. But he went into the UFC extremely young because he was at the time, you know, the lightweight champion, Anthony Pettis, brother, and he's an exciting style. And he went in there against really tough guys. You know, his losses are to people like Henry Cejudo and Formiga and people like that you know isn't it's not as if he you know he he needed time to develop and Bellator gave him that time and you know he, he worked his way uh beating some really good guys uh to, to the belt and he and he developed to a really well-rounded fighter and he's a very dangerous fighter on the feed and he's dangerous for five rounds and we saw that but once Pachi Mix got him on the ground, it was just a completely different level of, of jiu-jitsu than we're used to seeing. And even the way he trapped his arm at the, at the end and, as you said, pushing off the cage and just every little technical detail just seemed to be perfect. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, just a phenomenal, a phenomenal run that, that and run of improvement and run of results and run of finishes that uh, Pachi Mix has been on and just 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 absolutely brilliant performance again.
0: Yeah, like if you look at his last five fights you know, he beat James Gallagher in Ireland you know, which we know the crowd James gets there and James put up a good fight for him you know, a lot of people disrespect James as well look what, you know kind of performance James gave there before he gave up the fight there beat Haraguchi as you said in the United you know, decision submitted Magomed Magomedov who myself I think yourself and probably everyone was picking going into the tournament to be the champion be Rafian Stotts in the first round who then I was picking to be the champion after that and now he Sergio, uh, beat Sergio Pettis. And finishes him as well. This is this is an unbelievable run, like. And he's not he's not just beating these guys; he's beating them down, like he's destroying. Like the last three wins, all finishes before the you know for the the start of the third round. This is just an unbelievable display. Nineteen and one now in his career. Like this guy is absolutely phenomenal. And like last last fight, he wins the interim championship. He wins the um. He wins the uh, tournament, he wins the million quid, he unifies the title, wins the title in this one, the last ever Bellator Guard, like, what, it's just un- unreal, like, absolutely unreal, and the way he's doing it as well, it's just absolutely brilliant, so, like, two stars made on a night, <laughs> hopefully they can, they can keep that going, but brilliant for the top two and then after that we had Stotts and McKee as well picking up wins I suppose two of their other stars like and Stotts and Sabatella that fight the first fight they had was not great a close enough fight there was a bit of judging controversy and it was you know a very weird one this fight was just brilliant there was fucking back and forth on the ground and takedown right. down neither the guy wanted shots. to give an inch he
1: really like yeah. d- dislike you could even like see it in the fight that they they just really really wanted to beat each other yeah. more than maybe <laughs> they, they, more than usual and maybe there was a bit of you know aggression and and rushing things in there but it made for mad scrambles and you know reversals and even at the end there was uh trash talk <laughs> after the after the bell and when Sabatello was leaving the ring Stotz was shouting at him over the microphone and things like that so it's always good to have a bit of something like that as well you know and uh yeah Stotz just he he just He is probably just a step quicker on, you know, 80% of the of the fight. And, you know, Sabatello never, never say die and, you know, try to make it happen. But I think, yeah, Stas is just maybe just a little bit better
0: he is yeah. and like I thought Sabatello had a good game plan coming out throwing those head kicks early and stuff and I think that probably took him the first round you know so great for Stats to come back and, and to keep at it because Sabatello was taking him down over and over but the, the, as you said some of the transition some of the groundwork was absolutely phenomenal definitely fight to go back and watch and uh, <laughs> Stats who's now 2-0 and o in the two fights against him was like I'd happily fight him again <laughs> I I I love I, just, I love this this got right. again
1: no problem. No <laughs> problem.
0: He's like, if you any day of the week you pay me to punch Damian Sammartino's ugly face, I'll do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like that. You no,
1: know, there's, there's there's like a, sometimes it's like fake beefs and people trying to hype up fights, but I, I get the feeling that these guys really yeah don't like. They each don't, other. don't
0: like each other, but in like a very very funny way. <laughs> like I, I really like it. The last fight, like. Put a on in my 17, we were talking about it last week, but uh, this fight has kind of brought it back again. And I'd happily, happily watch the trilogy if it was to happen. Um, AJ McKean is sitting out loud in Jesus. This is a, this is a real judging scoring criteria fight here. Um, Do I
1: was, you think it was? I think it was pretty obvious that no, AJ it was McKean, obvious, you but know. Still. Was, yeah, it wasn't one where you know there was the odd kind of uh, punch the first that you round could say was close enough, out, like. Like, yeah, it was, but. Yeah. I think, I just think Outlaw, he must know that like, you know, you have to land something, you know, you have to do something. I don't know, maybe AJ McKee was just so tricky from the bottom that he wasn't able to get anything away. But I had the feeling that Sydney Outlaw thought he was was winning the rounds uh, by just wrestling and he just clearly wasn't that's the kind of feeling I got I think maybe yeah. I don't know what his corner were saying to him but they should have said you do know you're losing these rounds <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: you know what's going on here lad <laughs> this is the type uh, of fight you know to, uh, catch the
1: leg kick take him down great or catch the body kick take him down great do you want to throw the odd you're elbow or the odd punch or you know no, at one stage he went for trying to pass guard and then he was kind of like ah maybe not
0: nah we, we forget about that though. like this is definitely the type of fight that Brendan Fitzgerald would have scored 30-27 on and, and the UFC commentary if it happened there like no doubt about it but, but uh, yeah, like, but it was a fight where there was like, what, 12 minutes of top control and a clear 30-27 McKee. <laughs> like, so, and uh, if you didn't see it, 12 minutes of top control for Outlaw and he lost every single round. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the first round, It was relatively close, because McKee didn't do a lot, but Outlaw just did nothing with like four minutes on top, but when they stood up, you could see Outlaw's eye was like closing, so he obviously hit him with something hard, and then he just burst his eye open uh, in the second round from shots from the bottom and stuff, and then in the third, he had less time on top, McKee landed a lot of shots on the feet, and then he did get to take down. early, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. He threw that body
1: kick again and got taken down again, you know, um... Uh, Sydney Outlaw did a, did a great job in a number of ways but just kind of you know it would have been a huge win it would have been like you know the best win of his career and it kind of uh, he he maybe if he had it postured up and tried to land the shots AJ McKee would have been able to you know
0: he fought half a uh, fight didn't he that was it yeah he, he just uh,
1: yeah exactly yeah it's just uh, I get the feeling like he thought he was, <laughs> he was winning and it would have been you know he would have been screaming at him if you were in his corner like you know you need to fucking throw here
0: yeah, um, but it was a, a good performance from AJ McKee all The same, like he almost tenated him in the second round with um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while being on the bottom. <laughs> like
1: most of it on, the, on his back <laughs> yeah. for
0: all round, which is absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy. But sure, look, we'll we'll see what happens with both of bottom. Um, we had the semi final of the tournament in. Uh, between Alexander Shabli And Pizriki Pitbull <laughs> not This was one where it was, This was a Bellator main event From last year Where It was a good performance From Shabli Pitbull tried his hardest But it just turned into Five rounds of boredom Really uh, And Shabli won Have you heard what's happening Greg Because I reached out to Bellator and they said Oh we'll We'll let you know What's going to happen With Usman and Magomedov um, but I I still haven't heard. Now maybe it's been announced since that, and I'm looking it up here. I can't seem to find it anywhere. But no, Usman and Megamedov heard. failed the drug test? People haven't heard. Uh, was suspended for six months, but was taken from the tournament. Someone said, and then not stripped of his title. So I don't know how that works. May I, I don't know what. So what happen happens to with
1: Chapeli? He's meant to be in line for a million quid and and the title. It and yeah. now it's
0: just Dude, who uh, knows first of all do they still have the million quid <laughs> like where is this million quid coming from like yeah I, I don't know you shut this down before <laughs> that million <laughs> quid goes, gets uh, <laughs> Shabley has been released from <laughs> yeah I don't know so we'll, I suppose we'll, we'll see what happens there is Bryn Primus now going to fight Chabli because that was made in no contest I don't know I don't know what's going to happen so I suppose we're still looking out for, uh, for that I did reach out and ask but I got no answer uh, there was supposed to be an answer, but I haven't seen the answer, so we'll uh, we'll see on that one, I suppose. Um, I need just to run through the rest quickly. Archie Colgan got a very good win uh, I think Ian talked about him on the, the show we did over on Patreon and he had a very good win looked good on that Denise Keels also looked good as it Timur Kizriev uh, Kerry Taylor Melinda's got a nice guillotine choke um, Kuro Magomedov also looked good with his submission um, Cody Law again looked good and what a comeback from uh, Tim Wilde with the Tim big Wilde, head kick yeah, after yeah. A straight right after uh, who was two rounds down against Mike Hamill to, uh, to pick up the win there so fair play to him on that one. So look, if, if that was it for Bellator... What a way to go out, a, a pretty good card, and some uh, top-quality fighters uh, atop that card, so fair play to him for that, and um, I don't know if everyone listening to this will miss Bellator, but I certainly will, because I've really taken a lot of joy in covering the fights over the last while, like, you know, even last night, it was on fucking Virgin Media more, we had to fly to America to watch it, it wasn't possible to watch it properly in Ireland, like, it's it's a, it's, a jo- it's still a joke, like, but hopefully... Uh, well, you know Hopefully they'll be back And hopefully that'll be rectified And on we'll go And we'll talk more about that As we go Right Graham The fights um, The fights Tonight Whereas we record this Just after him On Saturday night Uh you know, I wouldn't say it was, it was a good night of fights, but you know, as always, not really, really much jeopardy there. Uh, and we kind of just floated through it. Let's talk about the main event, because I was thinking, as I was watching this main event and kind of seeing Brendan Allen taking over as the fight went into the third round, uh, or even towards the, the end of the second, I was kind of thinking, fighting Paul Craig is such like a lose-lose endeavor, right? Because you either get submitted by Paul Craig and lose... Or you beat Paul Craig and go, ah, Jesus, sure, you just destroyed him. Sure, that lad's no use. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those it's well, one of those things. Yeah, I think it?
1: usually, but I think, you know, how dominant Brandon Allen was in the jiu-jitsu, I think, was impressive. You know,
0: uh, He almost Paul got a Craig. fucking calf slicer though, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but he managed to stay calm and, you know, uh threaten with his own and escape. You know, he 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 never looked in that like, calf slicer is one that like yeah, you know it's 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 very rare to see somebody get done in, in a calf slicer. It's it's maybe a guy who's not very good on the ground. You'd see these days in recent MMA, um, you know, get finished by a calf slicer. So I wasn't, you know, too worried for Brandon on in that position. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think you're right to an, to an extent. You know, if you go in there and you you knock him down, and you you know, you, a couple of ground and pound shots, and he kind of gets nothing going, and he's flopping to his back, and things like that that Paul Craig has done sometimes. You know, because that's his best method to victory is, you know, <laughs> catching a guy, catching a guy uh, overzealous, and you know, we've seen him do it so many times. But I think Brandon Brandon Allen's uh, Brendan Brendan. Brandon, yes. Brandon, 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 uh, Brandon his dominance uh, on the ground, I think, was was surprising to me.
0: I think the fact that he just he actually went to the ground with him, like most people are trying to stand back up or get away from him. Yeah, I think you are right. Like he he did engage him. He was happy enough to fight him on the ground. Um, yeah, and like if you do look into it that much, I suppose, and analyze it that much, yes. But I like the outside picture of it, it's like ah, sure. It's, it's Paul Craig he's fighting here, which is unfair because Paul Craig is a dangerous fucker. But sometimes, you know, we don't we don't look at him as a dangerous fucker until he fucking catches you. So, it's, I don't know, it, it is a real odd situation. Good win for Brendan Allen, though. He moves forward and uh, he'll, he'll fight someone next, I'm sure. But, again, I, I, I'm not a big one for complaining about the apex. But this one felt really weird when Paul Craig was walking out. When, like why couldn't this have been on in Glasgow <laughs> Like it really is it really was a, a weird one like why I don't
1: know if it was like the audio mix on my, on my stream or something but it, when he won it just seemed like there was absolutely no reaction and if, it, was bizarre, like yeah. g- yeah. <laughs> it was like a gym spar or something it was weird
0: I'm usually like taking notes and stuff so I don't actually I really very rarely care about this but that Paul Craig walkout it really, and you know as well. They were playing like, was it a Dolly Parton song or something? After all the fights, and I was like, "What is going on here? Like, why? Why is this happening? What's what's happening here?" It just felt it felt so odd. And like I tweeted out last night as well after Bellator ended. I'm like, the the homogenous product that UFC are giving us these days It's just made so much worse by this apex. I actually find that even when they are in a crowd it's it's still a f- such a homogenous samey product like uh it's 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 ridiculous but would you anyway. prefer
1: to go back to the we love the army shows remember them
0: <laughs> I, I I take one of them.
1: I, I, they were awful. What was it? Something for tribute the troops? To the troops was it, it fight, for, fight for the troops or yeah. something? I can't tribute to the troops? Oh, is that it or,
0: yeah. Why well, is that the WWE one? I don't know. Every fight.
1: ten seconds there was like some promo. It was like it was
0: awful. Freedom isn't free, Graham. Freedom is not free. <laughs> Mike Goldberg saying that. Uh, I, I remember in one of the fights. He was like, uh, some wrestler took someone down. He's like, this guy's embracing the grind, just like our troops embrace the. grind Every day, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Mike. All right, calm down, lad. But uh yeah, indeed.
1: Oh, I was but. a rogue and said to him one time some long lines of, "Oh, you're 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 funny, Mike." Mostly unintentionally. Yeah.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike was the best. The pranjni, the prandiji, the pranga Be chipping. uh but anyway. Michael and it's Morales. All, oh, no, no, stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> We'll continue here. Uh, Michael Morales. Uh, have we given Brendan Allen enough credit? Like, that fight was just such a, yeah... Yeah, grand, Fair play. Like Brendan, I also I was very annoyed. I don't know why Brendan Fischer has annoyed me a lot recently, but like it felt like it was just the Brendan Allen Appreciation Society from Brendan Fisher at the very start. I was like, jeez, he's not doing that well here." Like you know, but he did well. He did better the more the fight went, and uh, you know, he's a guy like he's he's a tough, hard nosed guy and a well rounded guy with good jiu good ground game. You know, the striking is okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go forward. Michael Morales and Jake Matthews. Jesus, I love this fight. I thought it was really, really good. It was like it was one of those ones where I think Michael Morales had to kind of step back, readjust, uh, because of how well that Jake Matthews actually fought here. I thought he brought it. Like sometimes Jake Matthews is is found with a guy who's really good, and he he kind of just it's a slow road to a loss. But th- it didn't feel like that here. He was fighting throughout the whole fight. He Came out He came to win He didn't in the end Like it was a close fight I had a 32-27 Morales I think two judges Gave the first round To Matthews I actually thought The second round Was, was very close as well So you you know You could have seen A, a Matthews card In here somewhere But Um a really good fight and a great test for Morales who looks a looks a top prospect I didn't like it wasn't Morales' best performance here I think that like he kept shaking out his hands and his corner were like telling him to come on you need to start fighting and all of this Um, so like maybe even on a slight off night he still got the job done against Matthews how impressed are you with Morales Graham I feel like a lot of people are like he's still a little bit green but this is this is the type of fight he needs doesn't he a good, a good test uh, 16 yeah. fights into his career
1: yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely a good learner fight, and he went in there, and, and as you said, he, he, on my card anyway, he won 30-27, and uh, you know, it wasn't, a, sometimes when Jake Matthews, he goes in there and he performs well, and then he does kind of, makes a mistake and kind of blows the fight, especially earlier on in his career, but in this fight, uh, you know, he as you said, he was doing really well, he was looking, you know, as good as he's looked, you know, in a in a long time, and Morales is just able to adjust, and uh, you know, maybe maybe he could have had more output, but when you're when you're when you're winning the rounds, you know, quite clearly enough in 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 my opinion, anyway. And you know, you're you're fighting a dangerous guy, a uh, dangerous offensive guy like uh, Matthews. You know, and especially if if you're shaking your hands, out, there might be some problem there, and there could be a few things going on. But yeah, you know, um. There's definitely going to be harder tests, you know. There's definitely going to be bigger step ups, but the, as the progressions are as the progression goes, this is like you know Max Griffin on to Jake who's looking good in both, you know, winning decisions kind of dominantly. I, I'm, I'm, nobody's really coming to mind who should be the next step, but I definitely wouldn't be. You know, obviously a sixteen and zero record is going to excite, excite people and maybe get you pushed up the up the card quicker than than you know if you'd beaten. Uh, the guys you, you've beaten in the uc and not had an undefeated record so maybe that will push him up but hopefully they'll give him the kind of the right fights and let him kind of grow and learn because you know 24 years old is really a baby in mma even though you've had 16 fights you know a lot of those fights up until up until yeah. what, about 10 and 0 were like kind of you know Fight, development it, fights, development fights, not really felt, tough tests. He's only had really like, like six, five or six real, real like yeah. stiff competition fights so far.
0: It did feel a little bit like this was his Daniel Rodriguez fight, you know, that Ian Gary had, and maybe the next one will be say a, a Magni or a Kiesa or something like that. Do you do you think he should have another one before that, or do you? I you think Gavin he should have one? another
1: one before that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Might be, you wrong. know, yeah, yeah. I I don't think there's any need to rush. You know, there's, there's a lot of good guys in this division, and um. If you put a guy in there too, too early, you know sometimes it can be the the making of him. He come back even better, but other times you can set them back unnecessarily. Um, when you could have just kind of built them up, and you know if he if he gets to twenty, you know, you know, and has a you know he's obviously had a couple of decisions in a row, gets a couple of finishes, improved the highlight reel, you can really sell him better. And I don't think there's any rush when you're when you're so young. You're, you, you you just turned twenty four like a few months ago.
0: Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I I didn't give him one more and then push him in against maybe someone like Kesar or Magni would would be uh, the right way to do it. I I, I would agree with you. Um, we chase Hooper and Jordan Levitt in, uh, which was fun for as long as it lasted. Um, early, this looked like I thought Jordan Levitt was good, just stronger than him and going to be able to kind of get on top. But and I picked Jordan Levitt based on that, but then I realized what Jordan Levitt is like and like his his. Want to kind of move and not control in certain positions against a guy like Hooper, and it's, it's similarly against Paddy Pimlet, was just it's such a mistake, and you just cannot do it. Like, he turns a winnable fight into a very dangerous fight very quickly, and Hooper, fair blade to him, he took that opportunity, and every time Levitt gave him an opening, he went for it, he attacked. Like, I, I think Hooper, look, he has a massive... Issues in his game He is getting a little bit stronger He's kind of grown into himself A little bit as well But Like He if you give yeah, he him a definitely, chance. he
1: definitely looked less scrawny like. definitely
0: yeah definitely if you give, like, if you give him that chance to attack you on the ground he will attack you on the ground and i that's the best part of his game he'll attack you on the feet early try to get the fight to the ground You are on, or you'll take it to the ground and he will attack you on the ground and he just he constantly was attacking Levin and he eventually obviously got the back got him in the rear naked choke and kind of that was that um, good matchmaking to be honest two very similar level fighters I think but I think it's going to be gradually harder to keep matchmaking Chase Hooper, like, he's 13-3-1, so it's a, it's a good record, like, but um, we'll see, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe something happens with Chase, maybe he keeps growing his body, maybe the striking takes um, a turn, but, like, what he's doing at the moment is just kind of attacking with his striking and hoping the fight goes to ground, and hoping he gets his submission. which, if MMA in the last five years has shown us anything, that... That is only going to take you so far, but it took him far enough tonight, and he beat Jordan Evans a fair bit. Yeah. And he's,
1: he's another guy who's still only twenty four and, and learning as well. So it's, sometimes it's hard to judge these guys, you know. Uh, it's so, it's a know. big issue.
0: Like he's a good example. We talked about it a lot got into the UFC too early. Peyton Talbot, who fought before him, my God, I've it was so frustrating watching him because I'm like seeing this this guy has this guy has obvious ability, but he is. He is five six seven fights away from being in the UFC like he you cannot learn at this stage of your career in a spot like this where you're going to be moved forward like they just like this I don't know I was I'm just very frustrated watching this fight you could throw away a good prospect by having him in the UFC so early um and like maybe and like maybe. Because they have a lot of younger fighters in there now, maybe they will be able to match make him better. But like, have they done that with anyone over the last while? Like, they haven't done it here with Chase Hooper. They didn't do it Ra- with Raul Rosas. Like, K- Kaelin when he came uh, into your season. No, well, they not even young, but yeah. so Paddy's different. You see, because Paddy's like this and uh, not young and like a star, so they knew what they were kind of getting with him. So yeah, like you're you're talking about like a five six and all guy who's green, like. Yeah, I haven't, I may, maybe they're really, like, Bo Nickel is probably a good example, maybe, but again, special case scenario there, so, look, we, we'll see, but look, he got a good win, uh, lots like of 1st like, like
1: Yeah, we've seen with Aaron Pico, when you throw him in there too early, even exactly. if they are, like, an Uber prospect and have loads of potential, you throw them in there early, it, it can, it can set them back and it can, it can set them back you know, more than just one fight set them back years. I
0: can't. And I even remember, like, there, when, when was it a few months ago? I asked Aaron Pico a question about him. It. it was like a relatively positive question. And he was kind of snappy enough. Like, I'm like, okay, that that's obviously something he's still thinking about, you know, years later or something. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I like. I think we're in a, u- a unique position to look at that because we obviously talk about the lads who are on the way up as well and look at all the Irish MMA fighters and seeing guys when they're five, six, and all. And maybe a lot of people who just watch the UFC or Bellator don't necessarily see that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see over the next few years how that works out. He bassed in against Pinheiro. Pinheiro came in there and looked really good in the first round. She was landing shot after shot after shot. I think Dominic Cruz called this pretty well. Hebas started kicking the leg. She changed the southpaw and she just started landing the better shots. And she came back. And what, what a win this was! Like, he in the first round. She got a mouse over her right eye at the, almost the very start. Or not over her right eye, but like on her right temple. And I think the first punch of the fight. Then she got. Uh, brew, Uh. Um. Uh, no, it wasn't necessarily a mouse, but it a bit of swelling Over her left eye, and then under her left eye And then a cut under her left eye And then a cut over her right eye, I think as well Or over her left eye It was just ridiculous the amount of damage But the comment did a good, uh, very she good, got, good job she there got,
1: she, she got hit by uh, Edward Scissorhands
0: she did, she did, yeah She did, Lunara Scissorhands, yeah But uh, geez, she came back very, very well That wheel kick, the punches towards the end, brilliant finish. She has that dog on her and a real good comeback there for Amanda Hibas. And uh, fantastic.
1: Yeah, she kind of piled on the intensity and just, yeah. But also the, you know, the technique as well. And uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't looking good for her in the the first round, but she showed that grit and determination. And, you know, uh, maybe Panejo kind of wilted under it.
0: Indeed, Orabali um, didn't beat Medic. He looked good. Good prospect coming through. Janderson Brito got the ninja choke against Jonathan Pierce. Uh, Joseph Johnson beat Chad and Helager. Uh, very good win for Christian Leroy Duncan as well. Who you know he used his um, range really really well. I think Dominic Cruz mentioned on commentary as well. Like every time he was kind of a step outside he was kind of landing where Toulon just couldn't land and then coming into range as well he was landing lovely shots which ended kind of in a similar thing to that where he landed the elbow over the top and the punches to finish them. It was a good night for the UK Graham all told. Mick Parkin as well got a good one. What did you, what did you think of the two of them lads?
1: Yeah, that, that Mick Parkin joining Ch- Ch- that fight was pretty poor you know uh, both guys looked very sloppy on the, on the feet I think you know I, I, maybe I would have to go back and watch it I wasn't watching it with a judging eye but I, I I thought probably Machado won the first and the third but it was so sloppy and it was uh, Park Parkin got on top with wrestling uh, at at the start of the fight and didn't really do much and by the end of the fight they were both exhausted so it was a very sloppy fight it was uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a great fight the Not a classic. Leroy yeah Kristen leor Duncan, you know impressive performance looked went in there looked looked smooth, comfortable, you know important to get back in the winning uh, the winning column and uh, you know he showed his his if you give him space and he you, you, you let him get into his groove he he has a wide range of strikes and he he hits hard and he you know he's got very good technique he's calculated and yeah, I think you know obviously he's he's early in his career as well and another guy who's, who's definitely got a lot of potential but you can see what happens when you kind of maybe get, get pushed too quickly you know he went in there and beat a guy with uh who, who got a knee injury in his debut and then he's in there against you know uh, an undefeated uber prospect himself you know so uh, obviously uh, we've seen people lose their first fight and come back and not look the same but it's great to see Chris, Christian Leoway Duncan come back and yeah. look like look like himself, and you know dominate a fight that you yeah. you thought he should
0: dominate. I looked look cocky, do you know. That's how Christian Leoway Duncan fights. He's a cocky fighter, and that's bit of arrogance to cool. him, you know, arrogance. Bit of arrogance to yes. him, as yeah. you say in the soccer. You you you. If he lost that, he wouldn't be himself. He really wouldn't be himself. So I'm glad we saw that out of him. Very good win there. Um there was this premature stoppage that resulted in a no contest. So I was kind of just getting in and I, I missed this fight but then I watched back the stoppage and I watched it with no sound on first. I was like, oh Jesus, the the referee's making it, made a big, big mistake here and then I watched it with the sound on and like he warned him to show him something like two or three times, and he didn't. And like no, but like situation. I was actually
1: I was actually thinking that originally, and then I watched the replay, and I think the way like I'm not a jujitsu expert, but in order to like have that little bit of space, you don't want to move your hand. You don't. You're kind of stuck there. True. You know what yeah. I mean. What uh, like, and, and the ref uh, grabbed him, and he and he yes, like you know, you can see him tensing his arm to show that he's still there, and then the ref just stopped it
0: there. I I would agree, and now what I was about to say my next sentence there was it was still a bad stoppage it it wasn't as terrible I think as it looked originally but it's still, it's still not good, like like Mike Beltran uh, I don't think he's the best referee in the world, especially in situations like this, it's, this is not the first time something like this has happened with him in, in fairness now, but it's I said like that these are very, very difficult to see and very. It's a very difficult situation. But as you said there a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about another one like this, it is a it is a choke at the end of the day, right? And I'm not saying to wait there forever, but change position. Like when you warn him, catch the hand, move around to the other side, try to get a look into his eyes, try to see. Like roar at him, Nicholas, Nicholas, and if he doesn't move or doesn't do anything, absolutely, didn't go in and stop he made an attempt it it's almost like he made an attempt to like say to himself that it was it's okay but i, I don't know what do you also what do you think in the No contest a few people were saying like oh, this. that's the
1: worst part about it you know yeah. cuz like okay fair enough uh, you can you can debate okay, I, I think it's pretty clear that you know he was still in there or whatever but maybe somebody could say but you know when you're when you're you're the victor and you've done completely nothing wrong and you're going home with half your paycheck and you know no chance of a bonus now
0: and if More it had gone to the cards he would have won as well I believe. I think he was up 2-0 until Yes.
1: You're you're dominating the fight. You you finished the guy okay it's a little bit controversial but you had a locked in submission and uh, the ref blew it through no fault of your own and why, why didn't it go
0: to the cards? Like why didn't I, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I Yeah. I like when it's uh you know may, maybe there's a different room. maybe we we need I I maybe I'll reach out to someone and ask him about that but like, it, let's say there's an accidental light walk or an accidental grind strike in the exact same time that ends the fight at that stage, it'd go to the cards then and we would get two complete rounds and one incomplete yeah. round. So, yeah,
1: and I can understand if, if, for example, a guy has a guy in a choke and he says to the ref, he's out, and then the ref stops it and he's not out, you know, the fighter says to the ref, he's out, uh, uh, the fighter uh, applying the submission says oh, he tapped or he's out and then it turns out after the ref stops it that that's not true then yeah definitely you're not, you're not going to award the victory to him but when he's done absolutely nothing wrong he's dominating the fight he's locked in the submission and then through no fault of his own all of that is just taken away that just seems ridiculous
0: yeah I, I would tend to agree like it, was, it feels like it was just a situation where there was a mistake. Anyone can make a mistake, you know, but it could have been rectified by going to the cards. Now, maybe that's a little bit unfair on, uh, on both the guys. Like, maybe it's unfair in Mata, like he didn't have a chance to get back and get the stoppage or whatever as well, like, but, you know, and maybe that's why they didn't do it. I'll, I'll reach out, obviously, and I'll see if I can get some insight on that. But, like, usually it's it's not a mistake that gets you there. It's something like, uh, uh <laughs> you know, it, as I said, the eye poke or the, the kick to the ball, something which is, you know, it stops the fight in its uh, on. Uh, it's it's not mint you know it's, it is it is it uh, is a, a thing that we can't account for this is different this is an actual mistake by the referee but we, as I said we'll see in that alright let's move on let's uh, look ahead to next week's cards Graham And no UFC next week I believe If I'm not mistaken Let me just look here In two weeks time They are back again But we have um, A very good Cage Warriors card And a brilliant PFL card Next week First of all To the Cage Warriors card uh, I'll have a full preview With Brad coming out On this this week And I'll also actually Have a full preview On uh, PFL Over over on Sherlock, So check them out But on On uh, in Cage wires, the the, the card that is out there at the moment I'm not sure that's exactly the card that will be happening but um, Mick Stanton anyway and Dario Balandi is going to be uh, I think that's the co-main event I actually think Giddens and McEwen is the main event if I'm not mistaken so for the 135 pound title and the 185 pound title two interesting fights there like Stanton um, he got he beat James Webb in that um, controversial enough I suppose fight last time and then he beat Will Curry before that in a really really Good um, f- fight from the bottom, I suppose, with all these Kimura sweeps and all of that. He's going against Belandi, who's only seven fights in his career but hits hard and fights everywhere and is just a nasty little fighter. And then Giddens and McEwen, like Giddens again, a guy who goes full bore non stop from the very start. And McEwen is this kind of like smooth, steely wrestler who is kind of adjusting his game. plan to, 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 I, I would describe him, and I I haven't seen it fully yet because his fights have kind of finished and they've gone to the ground very quickly, but I think he's kind of adjusting to fight a Henry Cejudo type of game plan with the kind of the karate style going into the wrestling, which is uh, very interesting. And then we have Perry uh, Goodwin against Chris Bungard. Um, Jack Elgin is on the card as well. Dan Juice against Aidan Stephen is a real standout in that as well. And, uh, there's a there's a few more Darren Stewart against Antonio Zovac, which it's is Deaky
1: McLean still on this card? Yeah, uh, he's
0: not, I believe. No, no he's, he's not. not on the card. yeah. So. uh, Mike Shamu is on the card as well. So it is a it is a pretty good card from uh from top to bottom. So I'm looking forward to uh to seeing that Orlando Prince as well, who's a good uh good prospect coming through. So we will see how that goes. And in PFL. What's your standout fight on PFL, Graham? I was looking at it the other day, and I'm like, a lot of these fights are similar in their level, I suppose, and I like almost all of them. What one stands out for you? Ooh. Um
1: Maga, Magomed Kir- Kirimov, maybe. Um Clay Collard and Oval Mercier, obviously, uh, usually Clay Collard's in, in good fights, but maybe this one, he might be on his back a lot. It might not be the most exciting fight. Um Ray Cooper and uh, Ray Cooper and Derek Brunson is, is a hard one to know how it's going to look there's a few fights that it's hard to, to know how it's going to look but it's, not, yeah, um, there's, it's hard to pick a, a,
0: a, a. I think a big issue for PFL is well, like a lot, obviously had, a lot of people fail drugs tests but then a lot of their stars kind of didn't get through you know like even, even for over the last years like Kel Harrison's on this card, but she wasn't in the tournament. Brennan Lachnan didn't get through. You know, Anthony Pettis wasn't in it. You know, Verdum wasn't there. Be it, you know, even even the likes of Shoeface and other lads aren't there. Brunson, who signed from now, wasn't signed yet. So all like the big fights have good fighters in them, but they don't I have think they name. tried to
1: rectify that in the, the PFL Europe tournaments by maybe picking the the matchups a bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it just turned out that way, but it seemed like they kind of picked... And guys, that maybe wanted to to get there, and obviously the the drug testing kind of uh, scuppered that, as you mentioned. But um, yeah, when you do tournaments in MMA, we've talked about it for years. They just never. It's extremely rare that they that they work out uh, as planned. And you know, even, you know, even in Bellator, which is is probably the promotion where it works the best. There's been a lot of problems over the years, and a lot of replacements and. Injuries and things like that as well. So, uh, like, I'd like PFL to have elbows in all fights and maybe, yes, obviously, these tournaments have a million million on the line. They're trying to do that to negate injuries or cuts and stuff like that. But, like, a cut is a cut is going to recover in a couple of months. I don't know. I just uh, I'm I'm okay with the tournaments as long as they have the elbows. I I think not having the elbows is is a big issue for me.
0: Yeah, I like I really like PFL myself, I and mean, you talk about a lot in the chess and pack and. I think we've been two big expo- uh, exponents, is that the right word? Or th- we've liked the tournament over the last few years, but it, this year, with all the drug test failures, it felt like they just needed to restart this tournament, and we're kind of just flowing to kind of a finish here. Now, there are good fights, and I'll go through them here in a second, but like... But well, you can't uh, take
1: the chance away from the guys who've actually won or actually got there with the the yeah. big prize and all that, so...
0: But it was at the very start that all of this happens. Anyway, we will uh, like, it'll be alright. Look, the Clay Collard-Oba Mercier fight, I think that's a really good fight. Like, Collard is you know, he's been on a great run. His boxing is absolutely phenomenal. Like, I think Oba Mercier is going to struggle with him on the feet more than he struggled with most lads. Like, Collard is good on the ground as well. You would fancy maybe Oba Mercier to get a couple of takedowns if he needs them. And You know, you'd probably fancy him to win the fight, but I do like Collard's chances here. I think it's a good fight. Fey and Golsov, like, that fight takes on a whole new look here because you, the winner of this gets a million, as do all of the uh, uh, championship fights, but Francis singano is getting two million for whoever his opponent is. And is it going to be, like, if he ever fights in PFL, is it going to be At, least, at least two million as at well. You're
1: actually... Him. Whoever wins this is probably, you know... Uh, there's no way maybe with the bellator thing it might change but if they have access to more fighters but as it stands they're in a good position you know to, to win a million and at least two million with the francis you might even be able to negotiate more because you know if somebody goes in there looks looks really good and gets a highlight finish and wins the tournament you can you can probably sell that to to a lot of people as a francis as a francis returning to mma kind of fight, so, yeah, like, there's more on the line than just a million here, even though obviously a million is completely life-changing for these fighters, and they probably you know, a couple of years ago thought that that would be their career earnings but this actually maybe has more on the line than this
0: yes, could be a $3 million fight, like, at least yeah, or That's more, yeah, and massive uh, it's, it's not being built that way, though, like, I feel like BFL need to tell us about this, like this could be the guy to D-Tron, Francis Ngannou, like they're like it could be like Darius Kosov. He's a really, really, really good wrestler and a good fighter. Like Fehea is a nasty striker as well. This is a good fight. Like I think Golsov will win because of that wrestling, but he'll go. He's going to have fucking forty-five very tough seconds if if he's to get on that road. Like this is this is a very easy fight to match make, I think, but I don't or, or not to match, but to um, to promote. And I don't necessarily think they have someone. Oh, but out you want to get to, Francis
1: oh. to sit there, like in yeah. in the front row, like he exactly. works for you. Come on, this come, should be uh, the, this should
0: be the main event too, like.
1: Come come want a private like, jet
0: there and get him over there. Yeah, this is the, this should be billed as a $3 million fight. Like, this is massive. But anyway, look, we've Larissa Pacheco as well and she's going to destroy Martina Mathena, uh, who is, she's like, like a B level Kayla Harrison, and I, with all due respect, she's actually gone on a good run over the last while, but she's just the judoka who doesn't have great striking. and Pacheco is going to invariably run through her there. Kayla Harrison's fighting against Aspen Landon. The card she was supposed to fight Julia Bud, so it looks like the two of them m- might fight. Actually, I don't when I say that, that's just me, Zen. It looks like that they have like a super fight card, aren't there, or something coming up, so maybe they'll fight in that. Um, m- a massive fight in Magomed, Magomed Caramel fighting Sadabu C two ex-champions has looked unbelievable like last year it was all about kind of control using his size this year he's added kind of stoppages punches venom to his game and Magomed Magomed Karimov is a very good striker with very good wrestling as well so that's an interesting one then in- Inca in- who is a top striker with top wrestling against Joshua Silveira the son of Conan Silveira who's unbelievable in jiu-jitsu but good wrestling good on the ground as well so there's some good fights there And then as I mentioned Kilaris and Aspen lad, Derek Brunson making his debut Against Ray Cooper That's a very interesting Fun fight And the other tournament finale Then Jesus Pinedo Who lost to his opponent Gabriel Braga But then went on to knock out Brendan um, Lachnan And Bobby Jenkins I believe this all, I'm doing all this off memory now So I believe uh, In his next two fights To get the rematch here In the finale this is a this is a real banger of a fight. You have um, Muhammad Ali's get grandf-
1: decision the, the, yeah, the first it's time. They it's
0: close enough. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's grandson, um, Ali O'Baggio Walsh, is also on it. I think it's his. No, it's an amateur fight. I, th- I said it was his pro debut. I was incorrect. Uh, we have the the trilogy between Boba Jenkins and Chris Wade. They're one and one, and we have another couple of fights on there as well. So it's a really good character. Is, is, to is,
1: is he named after Roberto Baggio or Dino Baggio? Do we know that? I
0: don't know. He's named after Muhammad Ali anyway. So. His middle name yeah. is Ali. So, there Sports you go.
1: Fan,
0: there you go. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, yeah. Walsh.
1: Walsh. If he's any use, Walsh Irish. is. A good we'll old Irish we'll name. take
0: him in. We'll <laughs> we'll take him. We'll if, call he's any him use, if he's it, any use, he's, he's all right. Like he's an amateur.
1: we consider it.
0: What about him? What What age is? uh or sorry, what weight? I wonder. Is Nathan Kelly the young new Nate the Great? We could put him in Nate the Great in amateur super fight here if he's if they're around oh, I the same Nate the Great
1: class. is smaller than one fifty five. I'd say.
0: Get him down. Get you never know when get these down lads down. are gonna hit
1: a gross birth, though. You never know.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Sure. Um, all right, I think that's all we have, Grab. Any more news audio? Any more crack now, we we'll we'll well, shall we leave it there?
1: Uh there's no fun when the Premier League and the, oh, God. the international these, breaks down, These even weirdos. Though, even though you know Darwin's scoring goals against yeah. you know, and Lewis Diaz actually, that was that was pretty cool in fairness. Lewis Diaz scoring two headers, which up. he never scores with his head
0: and his dad
1: too. there and stuff. But uh, it's great that he has his dad back and uh, the kidnapping thing if anybody hadn't heard about it he was, his parents were kidnapped in Colombia and his dad was kept, his mum was released and his dad was kept after an extra week or two even and uh, yeah he did he have to pay really a ransom annoyed. or
0: something or how did they get him out
1: uh, I don't know it went all very quiet apparently like you know it's hard to believe news these days but apparently it was like um, the, the gang or whatever the organisation over there said that low-level guys kidnapped them, them by mistake or something but you know if this backlash f- from world media and stuff I, I don't know who 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 knows what really happened if there was a ransom paid on the sly and they don't want to say it to encourage other people to be uh, you know other criminals to think that they yeah, can make a book sure. off Makes you know sense. so it's it's yeah. really hard to know what's what's been fed by the authorities and what's been what's pr and what's news and what's what's facts you know so yeah. i i but, uh, the main the main thing is he's back and he's uh He's, uh, you know, Colombia had never beaten Brazil in in a uh, in a game in a, a competitive qualifier, qualifier yeah. uh, or you know a non-friendly game. So, uh, big win for them, and uh, yeah, that that was probably the the only benefit, <laughs> an unexpected benefit of international football, which is usually absolutely terrible. Uh, and Ireland, of course, lose every time. um we So we already lost the to Netherlands today. Um, oh yeah?
0: yeah. All right. Oh, Weghorst even scored. Damn shame. Yeah. Go and vote, my god. my god.
1: At least we didn't lose. What was it? Fifteen 0 uh, Gibraltar oh, lost fifteen nil.
0: Fifteen nil. I, 15-0. Four, 15-0? I it was, it was Yeah, we beat Gibraltar. Though
1: we beat Gibraltar. So ah, I don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Legends. About that. legends. We, all our points is came that, from Gibraltar.
0: Is that Aircom League Manager still there manager of Ireland? Yeah, I think not for
1: not for much longer now I think he's got one, <laughs> one more game left I, I
0: thought that was hilarious like I listened to the second captain's lads I, I thought it was very funny like for the last two years I'm like oh this guy is revolution Ken went on is there about a month ago and he was like I don't care what the results are I still want him as a mentor and he came up from uh, he came up from holiday, and he's like this guy needs to be sacked <laughs> such a quick it's gone bill. too far it's it's good, to it what worked. did they expect like some fucking lad
1: well like you know you can't you can't defend you manager know. like
0: like, what, how, how could he interna- I know international football is shit but it's better than Jesus. fucking draw that like these lads working down the carpentry and coming in fucking playing like you know expecting them to go up against and Mbappe like what the fuck you know
1: sure Damien Duff will be in next probably anyway will he
0: I I I was I, sir, <laughs> I heard something on something on Captain Captain's the other day Actually saying about Damien Duff was with Ireland And then he left Because he'd a row with him or something Didn't he? So that would that not like kind of preclude him maybe? I don't know Maybe I'm wrong uh, well, Roy I Keane could,
1: had go a good few rows with Ireland Then <sighs> he came back so
0: I couldn't give a bollocks Why don't they give Roy Keane the job? Sure it'd be perfect for Roy Keane wouldn't it? A bit of
1: crack as well Yeah like, you know? give it
0: to Roy Keane Who cares? Like we'll
1: Get back to the old Jack Charlton yeah, style Going to know? piss on a Sunday it's, it's night Like a tall up, so, up front, Oh 100% <laughs> Banging so up to Evan
0: uh, Evan Ferguson Just Lash the ball up to him And hopefully it falls Like why Why would Ireland ride right, With literally lads That no one has ever You reckon do heard A of.
1: quitter job Just fucking knock yeah, it down Yeah could ya,
0: Could ya? But Nevin Ferguson Big enough he knock it down himself You would be grand Just play one up front Fucking six at the back Just shut up shop You Ireland do not have you The players You just be
1: Portugal You could just be like Ireland Ronaldo, should be no, playing <laughs> Trappatoni
0: ball If we were playing Trappatoni ball We'd have success would would like pass Oh you yeah, pass around The middle with fucking These league two players Like oh yeah That's gonna work Yeah Fucking doofuses out there! Ah, oh, God Almighty! Anyway, we let it. <laughs> we, let, we let it go, Graham. What you think of the All Stars, Graham? Dublin got oh, five. I, think? Oh, I don't know. I've Four no Limerick got seven. Is
1: this guy, we, or yeah,
0: what? yeah. Aaron Galan, hurler of the year. So, oh, in, the last, in the last, three, in the last three, in the last <laughs> three years, right? This this town bunch called
1: of bunch, bunch of amateurs.
0: This town called Patrick's Well with eight hundred people had the Three different hurlers here, so the best hurler in the world came from this small village, of, and it was three different people all th- three of the years. And they've actually won it for the last six years, I think. So that's some achievement, isn't it? And they had and one the year as well, the Conor Murray, another you know, Ireland rugby player, he won like the rugby player of the year or something. And he's also from Patrick's. Also, that's some hotbed for fucking sporting talent, is not it? it yeah,
1: actually, we, uh, since we're talking about other sports, you know, Everton getting. Ten point deduction. That's oh, one one, like. one charge.
0: how did they do that? One so hundred and
1: fifteen <laughs> charges. Oof.
0: Did you uh, see someone Oof. in the Q and A last apparently, week? Apparently,
1: apparently, if they were deducted the the equivalent amount of points for charges, they'd be in the Cheshire League. Someone, so fair, uh,
0: fair is fair, fair, is fair <laughs> someone, uh, someone asked me last week in the q and I think they're related to Donald Trump I'm not sure because I don't spend attention but they were like should someone with 100 charges over and be allowed to sit cage side at a fight like that and, I, and they were like it wouldn't happen to any other sport and I was like Pep Guardiola sits pitch side every week at Man City games and he's 100 and fucking sure his whole, his whole
1: Barcelona legacy has been yeah. you know Barcelona admitted to paying uh, for after- like ah we only paid him for a bit of you know how much EPO was he True. A yeah. bit of Wikipedia information seven seven point seven million. You know, we just wanted him to look up Wikipedia yeah. every now and again. Like, oh, no, I know, I know, he's the the acting president of the the whole referee association. <laughs> but yeah, 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 no, nothing him, to Graham. see here. No, 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 no it's, oh no, oh no, it's the, gas the, the, statue, the statue of limitations ran out on UEFA so we did nothing wrong so yeah, yeah we need yeah. You know like, what? we were we found need guilty a, and all that but like yeah
0: we nah, need nah. a soccer bike because yes, I have a lot of, I'm, I'm actually gone fucking like you know I'm gone that bad like this VAR thing is hilarious I,
1: I, I was right all along you are you day. are
0: right all along but the v- like you. I was right about VR all along I tell it a shit but like I love the way every time right they want to prove something with this mic'd up shot they show a Man United goal because they know people will just agree with it like it's Well they did they, so they, they just, they just they completely
1: d- d- don't even show, you know, Liverpool against Luton. There was like a Van Dijk was a call down way more than Rodri was by by Hoyland. Like, and they didn't yeah. get a penalty after looking at well, it. Like- then Van Dijk, I think it was Van Dijk, had a header. It was uh, going towards goal and they handballed it. Ross Barkley handballed it with his like a natural position and they Liverpool players were like oh well that's obviously a penalty put their hands in Did the you air see the and one then the... Luton Luton went up to end and scored mm-hmm. so this is this could be the difference between a team surviving a team getting relegated a team Liverpool winning the league maybe you never know not winning the league or not getting the Champions Did League you see, this, this uh... is big this is big business and they just ignore it like it never happened Did you see on the mic up on the audio one, release the audio if there's nothing to hide release the audio
0: do you see on the mic up man united one though they were like they did the process. They were like, okay. They were just about to say, "Good as gold," and then someone from like the background are like, "Oh, hold on, wait, yeah, let's check." Sorry, Maguire.
1: Yeah, comes like, in the, the female ref, and she's like, she's like, "Oh, he definitely try to play the ball there. Definitely, yeah." No, what?
0: No, like completely, like just he, 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 like. he did.
1: try to play the ball there. Like, and if you're going by like strict, but
0: you're no, but no, hold on, Every single, d- every d- single, every single one. didn't say that, though. Did He's she said that he. He impacted the player and then someone Howard Webb said if he wasn't there the player would have got the ball that is nonsense if they had no, said no, he'd, he'd gone did, for the ball it, if they had said I, that I, I, I would have no, said no I, problem but they didn't no, I'm not say talk, that I'm
1: not, I'm not talking about what Howard Webb said he's an absolute moron no but that's what she, she said say, but she, she was saying that he's tried to play the ball no no no, like no. listen back
0: to it again 100% she said that gone for he the ball. impacted the defender no she said he impacted the defender by his movement which he absolutely did not at all like there's well, there's a lot uh, of examples uh, 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 I actually, I, I actually disagree.
1: I think, I think as a go- like I used to play goalkeeper and like I've played defender before. Uh, oh no, no, hold on. If, a second. Anybody's there, you're obviously interfering. But you have to give that in every single, yes, have to give that in every single instance. Like by the letter of the law, you can say that, but like Howard Webb on the thing was but going, they didn't say oh, well, but like by the law. letter of the law, this is OK. But then what about the other 25 incidents yes, in the last correct. month where you didn't give that?
0: But, but the you problem just, here is, I use
1: an example where you can't just, you know, yeah. you're not, we see it every time. The ball's rolling out for a goal kick and the defender will completely, no intention to play the ball, will obstruct and block a player from keeping the ball in. The attacking player from keeping the ball in so the ball goes out for a goal kick. It's a goal kick. We know it's a fail, but Correct. it's never given. Everybody accepts it's Correct. never given. You can't just give that once to Man City, and they do like you yeah. can't just give that once to Man City and then just never give it again and they then do. say, but it's happened.
0: Uh, "Oh, Michael Owen's like, oh wait, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense." Never the law. It's uh, ridiculous On to the next one On to the next one Howard This has happened Three times against Man United Over the last one And I'm not I'm not going like Oh this is just Man United But like This is verifiable The Maguire one right Liverpool which, have had 9 Hold on, on a second hold on, Just, just one second out. This Maguire one right By the letter of the law I agree it should have been An outside, But they did not Use the letter of the law By which it should have been An offside She said something else Which was verifiably incorrect the, we would all agree the Rodgery one it's that was given could you by the letter of law was that ability sure how many of them are given a, not given a game a thousand the Marcus Rashford one where the ball was out over the line it was given us out over the line and in the Newcastle Arsenal game it was given us not out over the line for the exact same thing only a couple of weeks later. there are three verifiable fucking yeah, and, decisions and also, completely they'll use, against Howard
1: them. Webb will use the excuse of oh well it's not, it's not clear, clear and obvious so we'll have to go with the exactly with the Our, but no, no clear and obvious of things are exact same situations where they'll overrule it and they'll they'll send the ref over to the var screen with a freeze frame of the worst possible thing to make it look like way worse than than, than it actually was in order to get somebody sent off depending on their preferred outcome. and then they
0: never send the referee and, over, and over to think say we're just like talking,
1: talking nonsense here like you know mike dean like a ref for many years was working as a var ref and he went on a podcast and admitted to giving wrong decisions on purpose
0: yeah, Wrong yeah, decisions on purpose. Just to look up, he's just you uh, know, he's made yeah, look, okay.
1: You know, uh, UAE uh, are paying these refs to make trips 48 hours before they rule out a Luis Diaz goal against Spurs and they send off two Liverpool players and they just completely fixed the game against Liverpool and fixed the three points for, for Spurs. Uh, and they that whole team, Darren England and Oliver and all, were all over in in the UAE 48 hours before collecting paydays like it's, it's absolutely farcical the whole yeah, thing uh, even even, even the veil of, of the pretense of, of non bias and fairness, fairness is yeah. completely they I, don't even I, care anymore
0: I think Ken Ken uh, uh, e- early said it well he's like refereeing is a massive issue so do you know what we should do to fix that have more refereeing <laughs> makes zero sense. like just get rid of VR and we leave it at that Graham because we could be here all night we definitely need to do another podcast hopefully people tuned out if they didn't want to hear that but if you did let us know maybe we'll do one over on Patreon and you can all tune in and listen to it okay Graham see us out which which are good process quote for the week
1: (laughs) check complete I've used this one before but it seems appropriate with with Bellator potentially mean being no more okay you don't like me but you love me either way you're wrong
0: you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. I know it's not the killer or something else, but anyway, we'll see y'all next Tuesday. or next Sunday, probably. Good luck.
1: Oh, you saw that. You
0: came and you gave without taking. But I sent you away, oh, you sadder.
1: And in the pain, yeah, you're for